Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are here in episode four or five in the series on inclusive leadership and how it starts with you. We want to jump in and discuss pride leadership and a deeper dive into the gay leadership dude, Dr. Steve Iacovelli. Tell us about that gay leadership dude and what the heck does this mean? What is that? Well, uh, the gay leadership dude is my self-proclaimed title. Circle R on that so no one else, at least in the U.S., can steal that title. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Wendy, as you are the HR lady, Circle R, as you understand. But it actually started when I was writing uh, my latest book, Pride Leadership, Strategies for the LGBTQ Plus or Plus Leader to be the King or Queen of Their Jungle. And my publisher, uh, Jen T. Grace of Publisher Purpose Press, she's just amazing. And she had turned to me during the process of getting the book out, and she said, what's your personal brand? I said, well, it, it, it's my business, Top Dog Learner Group. She's like, no, 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 your personal brand. I'm like, I don't have one. She's like, you need one. And that's kind of how the gay leadership dude was born, because I knew I'd be having these conversations about uh, what queer leadership looks like, and, and I needed to have some sort of title. So that's uh, how the gay leadership uh, dude kind of came out of the closet, if you will. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> JC, you have some statistics you want to share with us? Okay, I will. According to a new Pew Research Center survey, a majority of employed U.S. adults, 56%, view efforts to increase DEI in the workplace as positive. But opinions about DEI vary substantially along demographic and political lines. The majority of employees in the entire workforce have some experience with DEI initiatives in the workplace. Approximately 6 in 10, 61% say their company or organization has policies that assure fairness in hiring, pay, and promotions. And 52% say they participate in DEI-related training or meetings at work. Hey, Steve, what are your thoughts on um, the effectiveness of most DEI trainings? Yeah, it's funny because I say this as a DEI uh, professional. Uh, consultant, external person, they only work as well as the intention of the business. And and if they're plugged in correctly, if if the DEI function is buried in HR over you know many levels below the C-suite, it's not going to work. Um, if it's a performative allyship kind of express, meaning. Um, it's Pride Month in June. We have rainbows all over our logos and July 1st comes around and it's back to normal and we drop all of our policies and inclusiveness. That's not going to work. And, and what I'm seeing now with the clients that we work with, the Top Dog Learning Group, is the time for performative, performative allyship, especially toward your LGBTQ plus employees, is over. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to uh, who are in the queer family, uh, the rainbow family kind of thing, and they see through it. We are done. Um, the, the culture is where we need these businesses to step up, not shy away from uh, being a consciously inclusive business. And I think that some organizations are now seeing that tick box mentality is not working for them. I love the words that you're saying, conscious inclusivity, you know, conscious versus let's just do this for the month of June, right? 
Yeah, I'm gay twelve, uh, you know, twenty four seven, you know, three hundred sixty five, <laughs> and and so are the employees that work for a company as well. And you know, now more than ever, we're all watching, and and I could say that from you mm-hmm. know employees of color and and all the different genders and all the differences that contribute to who we are as a business and as a workforce. And people are watching, uh, and people are taking note on who is really stepping up and who is not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, More on a a survey information from Pew that uh, JC mentioned before. Pew Research survey respondents assert that their workplaces have a a staff member who promotes DEI, 33%, salary transparency, 30%, and affinity groups or employee resource groups based on a shared identity, only 26%. The majority of those who have access to these measures believe that they have had a positive impact on their workplace. But those percentages are crap. I mean, they're so low. What percentages have you got for us? Yeah, you know, this is part of one of our inclusive leadership programs. And my, um, you know, thing is, okay, 85% of large global corporations believe diversity is critical to fostering innovation. And so when we do uh, diversity, equity, inclusion training, especially through the leadership lens, we talk about it through the business strategy. I always say, you know, on one side, it's it's uh, the continuum to go down this path is it, it keeps you out of hot water. L- legal things, depending on where you are in the world, make us focus on diversity equity inclusion on the opposite side of that continuum is it makes the world a better place yes of course it does i'm sure most of the folks listening i kind of agree with that but somewhere in the middle is the concept of the business just is more successful and there's more and more and more data that supports that you know where 85 percent of global corporations believe that it's crucial just for innovation we're not even talking retention just yet or, or how it hits the bottom line so it's it's imperative that businesses do that and i think those who are shying away from it will not just see their best talent leave, but they're also going to start to see their profits dwindle because of that lack of inclusivity. Right. And, and and if you have an inclusive workforce, then odds are pretty good you're going to be able to get or retain your inclusive customer base too. You know, who wants to work with, with a vendor who only employs, you know, straight people or only employs white people, only employs you know, dudes. Right. And so we want to make sure that we're we're inclusive with everybody. And if you can't get your executives to get on board, first of all, I question why you're there. And I know your company's not going to be happy if they're listening to me today. But I also question, you know, um, uh, so many other things like wh- why are why are we here and what else are they taking away from us? But, you know, my ver- version of inclusivity is not just about the um legal check marks of age, sex, gender, gender orientation, identity, you know, a- able, disabled, but it's other things as well. What languages can you speak? Yeah. Um, where did you grow up? What country, what state, what, you know, um, what are your life experiences that you could bring to this that we didn't even think about asking you when you were a candidate? You know, what are your thoughts on that about inclusivity expanding more than just the traditional checkbox areas? Yeah, yeah no, I, I, in all of our training, I actually use uh, a model by um, Gardner Schwartz and Rowe, two amazing HR uh, pioneers in the DNI space. Um, and I've had the pleasure of, of meeting and knowing these two women. And they came up with the five layers of diversity. It used to be four, they expanded to five. And it kind of goes beyond exactly what you were saying, Wendy, is 
means you know everyone just goes to um what's called what they call the internal dimensions you know race ethnicity sexual orientation physical ability and those are things that of course are important in how we look at the world but it's not the only place to to start and then you look at things like uh, what they call the external dimensions where i where i where i live my income my habits my religion my physical appearance my marital status parental status all of these contribute to how I'm approaching the world, how I interpret the world, and how I can connect or be similar or different than other folks. And then you look at the organizational dimensions. You know, how am I in relationship to the workplace? Am I in sales? Am I in marketing? And, and all that contributes to the way we look at the world. And then they came up with the, the fifth layer, which is the country operation, how that permeates and impacts how we look at the world. And of course, at the dead center of everything that makes every human unique, of course, is personality. And so I bring this up in all of our programs because because everybody goes to that internal dimensions first and they think that's the end. But you know, if if you're a parent, you look at the world very differently than those of us who aren't parents. I'm a canine parent, but I'm not a human parent in this life. And that's okay. You know, I just look at things a little bit differently than my BFF who has a daughter. And it's so it's it's broadening that perspective, which also then helps people feel a little less, you know, oh, you're talking about all those other people but me. No, we're not. <laughs> you know, everybody is diverse in some way, shape, or form. And we just want to honor that and call that out and leverage that to be a more innovative workplace. Thank you for that. Thanks for listening, everybody, to episode four of our five-part series on inclusive leadership and how it starts with you. In our next and final episode, we're going to cover some words of advice on becoming a more consciously inclusive leader. And I just wanted to say, as the HR lady, I'm always looking for feedback on the program. So send me an email, connect with me on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast. Brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.